from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, August 31st, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio State football coach Ryan Day says defensive end Haskell Garrett is being released today from the hospital after being shot early yesterday morning. Tracy Townsend has the latest. Columbus police say the football player was shot Sunday morning on Chittenden Avenue. Officers found blood in the street, followed the trail back to an apartment on East 11th Avenue where they found Garrett with gunshot wounds to his face. Coach Day says he's been receiving excellent care and that the football program will continue to help him and his family in any way they can during recovery. I'm Tracy Townsend. Brittany Bailey reports Garrett is not the first football player from an Ohio school to be a victim of a shooting this summer. Back in July, University of Toledo football player Janiel Douglas was shot in West Toledo. He was found outside a pizza shop there. He later died at the hospital. The suspect, Michael Mitchell Jr., was arrested a day later. And in late July, former Kent State football player Devontae Strickland was shot in Amanda Township in Fairfield County. He went to the hospital where he later died. Dijon Maddox was arrested In that case, I'm Brittany Bailey. The Ohio State University reports their COVID-19 positivity test rate has jumped from around 1% to nearly 6% in less than a week. Tino Ramos explains. Those numbers aren't going down and there's concern that the next round of reported COVID-19 cases here on the campus of OSU could be problematic to the point where school officials may have to rethink the way that these students are being instructed now. The next round of data is expected to come out. This will be on Tuesday. It was on Saturday, the COVID-19 positivity rate jumped again to 5.86% on the campus, and that was up from the previous one-day jump. Now, the university reports that there are 130 students in isolation with 89 in quarantine. That still gives them more than 190 beds still available. In a statement, the university said they will continue to closely monitor the numbers and make a decision based on several factors to determine whether they'll need to adjust the learning model. On the OSU campus, Tino Ohio election officials are getting creative to battle worries regarding the upcoming election. ONN's Eric Brown has more. Some of the ideas officials have been floating around are finger coverings for voters using touchscreen ballot machines, single-use pens instead of I-voted stickers, and separate voting stations for people who have tested positive for the coronavirus. Officials say they are trying to make voting as safe as possible, fighting hand sanitizer and masks. They're also making accommodations for voters who test positive for the disease, but did not plan to vote by mail. Election officials say the most important thing voters can do is to make a plan. Eric Brown, ONN News. Ohio's elections chief says more than 115,000 inactive voter registrations are at risk of being removed from the state's voter rolls after the November election. The final revised figure released by Secretary of State Frank LaRose's office represents the number of voter registrations that will be purged if they aren't activated by December 7th. LaRose made it clear none of those registrations will be canceled before the November 3rd election. The removal, which is required by law, affects Ohioans who haven't voted in six years. They can stay on the rolls by taking certain actions such as voting or confirming their address through the state's voting website. An analysis of data released by LaRose's office has led to some unsettling revelations about Ohio's April primary election. Angela Ann reports. So the Cincinnati Inquirer found the primary had more discarded ballots than any statewide election in at least the past four years. 
They also found nearly 21,000 votes cast didn't count because of mistakes, late mail delivery, and other issues related to absentee ballots. Election officials say they are working to limit those kinds of issues ahead of the November election. I'm Angela Ann. Speaker of the Ohio House Bob Cup announced today new steps to repeal and replace the controversial House Bill 6. That's the bill that bailed out two failing power plants in Ohio. It's at the center of a $60 million federal bribery investigation. Former House Speaker Larry Householder faces charges in connection with that investigation. Today, Cup created the House Select Committee on Energy Policy and Oversight, which will craft the replacement bill. The Ohio Restaurant Association says a survey of restaurants across the state shows around 40% are still operating at half their normal capacity or less. Brittany Bailey has the story. If things don't change, more than half believe they will have to close within nine months. And the vast majority, 78%, say they will likely not break even this year. ORA President and CEO John Barker says more federal funding is key. If we don't get this fixed, if we don't get the next tranche of that PPP, you know, I think we I think we're going to see a number of closures really accelerating. And Barker also says he worries what may happen when the colder weather hits and restaurants have to close their outdoor dining spaces. I'm Brittany Bailey. Police in Northeast Ohio say a man used a child as a human shield to avoid being arrested. ONN's Michaela Madison has more. In Canton, 30-year-old Zachary Crawford is facing multiple charges following his arrest last week. According to reports, police were preparing to arrest Crawford at a home in the city when he took two knives out of the butcher block and picked up his baby and began using the child as a human shield. Police ultimately arrested Crawford on felony resisting arrest, felony obstructing official business, and endangering children. He was booked into the Stark County Jail. Michaela Madison, ONN, Canton. And tomorrow is a long-awaited day for many Ohioans. ONN's Eric Brown explains. Hunting season kicks off the year beginning Tuesday, September the 1st, with opening days for squirrel, morning dove, and more. The early Canada goose and teal seasons begin Saturday. Ohio's popular archery season for deer begins on September 26th and runs through February 7th, 2021. Hunters are reminded to check regulations for changes to season dates and bag limits as the 2020 fall season begin. A summary of Ohio's hunting and trapping regulations is available where licenses are sold and at wildohio.gov. Eric Brown, ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.